1: King Street has become more pedestrian friendly and some would say car averse. Well, now there's a push to make Young Street downtown easier to get around for pedestrians. The water mains under downtown Young Street need to be replaced, meaning the street has to be dug up, so city planners want to seize the opportunity to redevelop a stretch of the iconic roadway. Now, let's have some background. According to a new environmental assessment, some 238,000 people walk the sidewalks of Young Street between Queen and College over 24 hours on an average summer day. That's a summer day. Up to 75% of people using Young Street are pedestrians, and over the last 20 years, walking has doubled while driving has decreased by 17% you've tried driving on Young Street, you kind of know why. So one of the ideas being considered is wider sidewalks along Young, and that would involve losing some lanes for driving. There are going to be public consultations. There are, a matter of fact, six alternatives, including making Young Street downtown completely car-free. So what do you think? think that's a good idea. Let me give out the numbers to call before I get to our guests. They are 416-360-0740, toll free one 866 740 Right now we are going to Kristen Wong Tam, who's the city councillor for Toronto Centre, Ward 13. And with me here in studio, Mark Garn- Mark Garner, who is the CEO of the Downtown Young BIA. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you both. Thank you. And thank you for having me as well. Okay. So we'll start with you, Kristen Wong Tam. Uh, you are looking for a pilot project, correct? Uh, we're actually uh, conducting the environmental study right now.
2: So there have been consultants have been retained. Uh, they were retained in 2017. They've actually been in the neighbourhood doing quite a bit of data collection uh, to understand what is the movement and pattern that people are using to get through the neighbourhood at this moment in time. Uh, this, this is not a very, um, it, although the data being collected is significant, the area that we're talking about is, is not. It's actually uh, a very uh, small section. Of downtown Young Street, where we see the most uh, heavy pedestrianized um, uh, travel patterns, and that uh, data that's coming out from the consultants uh, on on-site study and review uh, is actually confirming all of that.
1: So that's your Young Street between Queen and College, correct? That is correct, uh, Mark. Um You say that it has to be revitalized, but how do you think it should be revitalized?
3: Well, it's a very good question. I think through this public consultation, as Councillor Wong-Tam has said, is underway now. We've done uh, various different projects as the Downtown Young BIA, whether it was Celebrate Young or a strategic visioning strategy that we've implemented, to try and you know hear from the public what do we love about young street and what do we hate about young street and what needs to change this is a generational opportunity the last time young street was opened was 1948 to 1952 to put the subway system in so when you have these type of infrastructure projects how do we implement it and it's very clear that you know a better pedestrian experience is a top priority but then what does that look like what are the other amenities that need to be in there
1: Uh, Okay. Um, The question that I have, Kristen Wong, Tam, is that when you base these ideas on numbers that you get in the summer, I mean, in in the winter, you're not going to get all those people walking anywhere.
2: Um, that's not necessarily true. The data shows that whether it's summer, uh, autumn, um, or the winter, or fall, uh, p- pedestrians are actually the highest uh, users of the street, uh, and that uh, includes the hundreds of thousands of them that are every day that traverse up and down Young Street. Um, and that is the primary and first choice of, uh, of transportation. People are literally walking out of the subways, walking off the streetcars, uh, walking across Young Street to get from one, uh, one building in Ryerson to another building at the Ryerson an expanded campus, or coming to the the busiest uh, shopping um, uh, center in Canada, uh, people are mostly walking, uh, and it doesn't matter whether it's seasonal or or not. Um, I will note that, um, uh, and and Mark actually alluded to this as well, is that when we uh, launched the pilot project uh, in 2012 called Celebrate Young, uh, what we did was just very gently for four weeks um, reallocate about four and a half uh, meters of uh, of roadway to pedestrian uh, activity. Um, and it was just like, a, it was a very light, what we call a light ur- urban uh, intervention. Um, and people were just so quick to jump on it. Like people were basically utilizing these 11 themed patios and zones, uh, opportunities for restaurants that did not exist before, such as uh, licensed um, uh, opportunities for uh, for animation and food operations. And, and people just really had a wonderful time. And sometimes you didn't have to buy anything. We just gave people extra space to, to sort of linger and enjoy the street and people took advantage of it. And because it was a pilot project, we didn't spend a lot of money. So there wasn't uh, a lot of um, uh, expensive infrastructure that was brought in. But what it did demonstrate was that it could be done and that uh, the businesses, uh, especially the restaurants and bars, they certainly saw an uptake in, uh, in uh, pedestrian um, uh, customer counts and also their sales went up.
1: Okay. Um, has there been or will there be a study on uh, if you close this section to traffic or if you reduce it by one lane each way, you know, what impact will that have on the traffic in all the areas surrounding it and, and all the alternatives?
2: Um, so this is Kristen speaking again
1: um, and that's exactly what this environmental study is doing.
2: Uh the consultants that were retained was really out uh, in the neighborhoods uh measuring uh all that traffic uh pattern whether it's vehicle or as well as people movement they were documenting everything. And so the recommendations that are now out in the public which you've met which you uh mentioned at the beginning of the uh the segment uh the options that are before the public to co- collect further feedback is based on that data and study so if the if the city wanted to move forward with community consultation uh, and follow the, the lead of the community the city could uh, end up uh, pedestrianizing a good chunk of, uh, of that downtown Young Street it could be seasonal closures where we see the highest pedestrian counts or perhaps it could be just a widening of the sidewalk but not necessarily full pedestrianization, Uh, those conclusions have not been drawn yet. And I know that Mark, um, through his leadership and the downtown Young BIA, uh, they will have to have an opportunity to to really explore what would be the best outcome for for his uh, uh, commercial uh, membership and stakeholders.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to bring in Al Carbone. He's the owner of the Kit Kat. He's uh, often called the unofficial mayor of King Street, and uh, he's been very vocal in his opposition to the changes on King Street, uh, uh, giving the streetcars the right-of-way and limiting uh, access for cars. And uh, Al, you've been hearing that some of the, something similar may be in the works for Young Street. What do you think of that? I don't think it's a great idea, Libby. Why? Well, it's hurt a lot of businesses on King Street. And when they say pilot, they mean permanent so I don't, I don't know what they're trying to fool. Uh, um, In the meantime, there's going to be a lot of damage to the existing retail stores, restaurants, bars, whatever there is on Young Street from Queen to College. Well, uh, there are some people on King Street who say that it's kind of been, or there have been studies of businesses on King Street who say it's been fine. I know that's not your experience. No, it's not true, Libby. They, what they say and what... Is actual fact is not the same. Okay, so what would you recommend for Young Street? I don't know. Every time they try to do changes, it doesn't work, so leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone. Okay, Al, thanks for that. You're uh, welcome. Mark... Um what would you recommend for Young Street?
3: Well, again, I think uh, Al brings up some very good points. Uh, when you look at, and I think one of the, as we go through this this assessment, so the environmental assessment is understanding that there are unique differences between King Street and Young Street. King Street being a transportation node from the east-west connections. Uh, so there are differences between King Street and what Young Street does. Uh, based on the data, it shows that the pedestrian foot traffic is extremely significant. Our density of population, uh, even though the entertainment district and Al's neighborhood specifically is going through monumental change based on the density of residential moving in, our neighborhood is changing drastically. So if we're already pressed... With the amount of pedestrian traffic we have now, our three subway stations manage 33% of the entire TTC traffic. Young and Dundas handles 238,000 people across that intersection in one day in August as the peak day. The pedestrian experience and based on the assessment that's done already, looking at current conditions, there are significant pinch points that need to be addressed. So then how do we accommodate the current flow plus the residential influx plus all the, you know, the tourism, everything that's going on? So obviously we need to do something with the sidewalks immediately to address that concern.
1: Okay, uh, I'm going to give the numbers out again, people. If you have a comment on uh, the idea of reducing the lanes of traffic on Young Street downtown, I know that... Uh, this idea was floated for Young Street way north around Shepard, and there was a major hue and cry. The traffic situation in that part of town is, of course, different. But people, if you have thoughts on this, is this a good idea? Would you like to have more space to walk and maybe hang out on Young Street between Queen and College? Or do you uh, like to occasionally drive there and you don't like the idea of that uh, getting more difficult? The numbers to call 416 740 toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. I am here with Mark Garner, who is the CEO of the Downtown Young BIA, and Kristen Wong Tam, who is the councillor for Toronto Centre Ward thirteen. And Kristen Wong Tam, what would you tell people who are annoyed about these possibilities and they want to be able to drive on Young Street? Not that it's that easy. <laughs>
2: Well I mean I certainly can can you know maybe just share this one sentiment which is exactly what you brought up at the very beginning of the show um Young Street is going to need new water main uh, this, this is an absolute critical piece of infrastructure uh, that, that is required in order for us to deli- deliver safe, potable drinking water to people's homes so that people are able to turn on the taps and, and run their businesses if they, they have kitchens or they're operating bathrooms. All of that has to be done, which is very large construction work. It means that they have to tear up the, the road because it's all buried underground and they're going to have to lay down new infrastructure. Do we in 2019, 2020, want these engineers to put it all back exactly in the same configuration that they founded, which would have been built for a city w- uh, almost 75 years ago. And just as much as the city has changed, the way we move and through our public spaces has changed, uh, we have now what is Mark, mark is, I, I has very correctly described as a, as a generational opportunity to make that big jump. And I think that most individuals, when they're faced with this question, they are answering the question with, no, please do not put it back in exactly the same configuration as you found it, uh, because the volume of people uh, living and working and um, and studying and, and investing in, in the neighborhood has dramatically changed. It's all gone up. The towers have gone up. The density has gone up. The people of office, uh, living uh, working in office towers has gone up. And the sidewalks have remained uh, less than two meters, which is far substantial uh for, for a city this biddy busy
1: okay <laughs> I was about to take a call but he's gone George uh, the the caller wanted to ask uh, if uh, what about bike lanes in this config- configuration and is winter uh, taken into account? Uh, I, I can try to answer that question, Mark, and feel free to jump in uh, if you like. Um, yes, uh, we are
2: evaluating whether or not uh, Young Street can accommodate cycling infrastructure. Uh, it is also being evaluated for the adjacent north-south arteries, such as Bay Street as well as Church Street. Um, and, uh, and they are definitely going to be evaluating how the street will look as well as perform uh, during the, the different seasons. And that, of course, includes uh, winter with the heavy snowfall. So all of that is being considered.
3: Yes, just to add to what uh counselor has said, is, you know, there is a seasonality, a seasonality of, uh, you know, Toronto. We need to make sure that we're programming certain areas. The mayor had recently spoken at a Board of Trade meeting and basically said that he wanted a winter festival. Young Street has always been the convening place for Torontonians. When the Blue Jays won the World Series, everybody went there. And hopefully, when the Raptors win the NBA championship, everybody's back to Young and Dundas to celebrate that success. Young Street has always played that iconic role and we have to look at is Young Street an event space? Is it a convening space? And if it is, then the design falls out from that. Um and it it like I said, it's it's played this iconic role. We see this being one of the iconic main streets in Canada. How do we continue that legacy going forward based on the Torontonians that are moving into the city and, and want to be out in space?
1: Is there anything that businesses need? Is is business Good. I mean, there. The, to me, there's an area of Young Street that's a bit moribund, but it's north of there.
3: Yeah, there's there's some challenges all through Young Street. There's, you know, as I refer to it, College Street North is what I refer to as the old bastion of Young Street. If you've spent any time on Young Street growing up, then that was the place. Still a lot of those iconic businesses that were there years past. When we ran the Celebrate Young Initiative, as the counselor mentioned, we put patio space. There's no patio space on Young Street today. But any of the restaurant businesses that then had patio space saw a significant uptick in business and it created unique vitality in our neighborhood which was accepted by everybody that participated in that uh, that trial
1: Kristen uh, Wong-Tam we're starting to uh, wrap up here, Uh, what would you like to leave us with on this?
2: Um, I think it's uh, it's it, Young Street's uh, time has come. Uh, we all have some emotional attachment to the street, especially those who grew up in Toronto. Uh, this street represents so much to to so many people, and, and for the past few generations. And I would like Young Street to be known as the Great Street in Toronto and one of the greatest downtowns uh, in uh, North America. And in order for us to sort of hit that mark and, and make it really exciting and relevant for the next generation, then we're going to have to put some time and energy in our creative power and some dollars into making it that great street and i know we can do it and I, I love the fact that mark and his bia is is so visionary and they're part of the conversation and i thank you and your listeners for giving us this chance to explain what what is happening on young street
1: okay before you thank us i'm going to take a call from Anne, who is saying she disagrees <laughs> with you here hello Anne. Hi, uh thank you for taking my call. I live on McGill Street,
2: so Kristen Wontan will know that street. I would disagree with what Kristen Wontan is saying. Uh true, many towers have gone up and uh in the morning and the evening you get more um, uh pedestrian traffic. Uh but it would be a mistake to uh not have cars uh on Young Street between college and Queen Street. I think Kristen Wong Tam has to uh, really get in tune with everyone in her uh, constituency uh, because she is just talking to a very small group that uh, advocate with whatever she says.
1: Okay, and uh, we'll see how she responds to that. Um, I guess Anne does not like the idea of uh, no cars on that stretch of, of young.
2: Yes, and she's av- she's made it evidently and very passionately clear. Um, I would encourage her to uh, fill out the survey. Uh, everybody has the opportunity to do it. Uh, and it should be important for, for Anne to also recognize that I'm actually not uh, the consultant that's hired to collect all the data, nor uh, will I be uh, collecting the opinions of the sur- of the survey material, uh, nor will I be the the writer of the final report with the recommendations of the city council. All of that is gonna go through a very uh, important third party process. And then vet it through city staff, and of course, uh, they have to be so that it can be done. Uh, so I would, uh, you know, uh, just say there is a, a very, uh, very clear third-party uh, process that goes through all this, and the environmental assessment um, uh, review in Ontario is the broadest public consultation process that exists. There is no bigger broader consultation process than an environmental assessment. So if the people truly do not want this, uh, it will come out in that process. Uh, until then, I know what I have heard from many of the folks that have taken these positions, including residents associations, as well as uh, other business uh, leaders who have said that this is uh, a time for Yonge Street to shine and that we have a opportunity to not just replace the water main, but to make this truly iconic. Uh, Toronto is a great iconic
3: street.
1: Okay, and Mark, what would you like to leave us with?
2: Yeah,
3: and again, I think uh, Anne brings up a good point. We do a lot of work with McGill-Granby Neighborhood Association, but when we look at the events and festivals, and that is one of the options to be pedestrian only and no cars, but there's, you know, anywhere from 14 to 15 different versions of that now. When we had Buskerfest on Young Street, we generated 1.4 million people on Young Street over a 4-day period and it had an economic impact of close to $43 million. These types of things, the city is ready for this type of stuff. There's conversations now around nighttime economy and how this city needs to compete globally. And it's time. It's it is a generational opportunity. What I'm trying to remind myself of is in part of this process is this is not for me. The work that we're doing is not for me. It's for the future generations. So we have to think 30, 40, 50 years out. And when we have this infrastructure opportunity, we've got to do it.
1: Okay. That's all the time we have for this segment. Uh, callers, uh- Free for All Friday is coming up tomorrow, but we are going to be moving to another very important topic that I wanted to make sure that we cover. First of all, thank you so much to Kristen Wong-Tam and to Mark Garner. Appreciate your time.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.